back in effect, man. Back in the place. Feels like I've been gone for a long time. Yeah, probably. I really wasn't, though. Yeah, nah, you was only gone for what, four days? Five days? Five days, but it feels like I've been gone for, it feels like I ain't seen you in a month. <laughs> Just like a month. Like, when did I last see this dude? He looked different. That's how long I've been gone. You look different to me. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, because I got, I got, I ain't, I ain't all edged up and everything. That's you true. Know what I'm that's saying? true. You got the rough man beard. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of rugged. I ain't sliced the, the, the beard up. <laughs> One week, man, makes a difference to a motherfucker who grow yeah. a beard in a week. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My hairy ass face. And last time I saw you was clean faced it. Yeah, shit be uh Yeah, shit grows in pretty quick. Gotta gotta keep it going. Yeah, that's real. That's yeah. real, man. So yeah. your screenings. Screenings, man. Screenings. Screening life. Screening life. The update of all updates. <laughs> The people want to know. Let the people know what it is. How did it go out there, Printnificence? <laughs> what it look like? Were they Word. receptive? Were the people with it? Yes, yes, yes. It was dope. It's mm. basically like this is basically like a punk rock film tour. Mm-hmm. You Straight know up. how when we first started touring, we was like, yeah, we just gonna do on some punk rock shit like yeah, they just, used to do. Just getting in a van, get in a van, go wherever we'll have it. Yeah, show it. And just put in that work. And that's basically what I did last week for the first time. I just got in a van. Mm-hmm. I got my own projector. I right. got my own screen. I got my laptop and my adapters. And I went, I drove the first day to uh, Sioux Falls, mm-hmm. but I couldn't even get there because it was too damn far. I, I thought I was going to get there one day. <laughs> that's just hell a long ass drive. Oh my dog. gosh. I stopped in Des Moines and that was. 12 and a half hours yeah like even like a Ugh. few days that shit is long as fuck especially out there yeah it's not it's that not fun driving right because there's no like Ugh. there's no scenery none, none like none, it none. looks it looks the same for like eight hours no major cities to break up the monotony <laughs> of driving through these boring ass uh nothing there's nothing out there plains yes yeah, like, plains that's yeah, all it just feels no mountains plains. nothing and uh, so I drove to Des Moines the first night. That was 12 and a half, 13 hours. Stayed mm-hmm. there for the night. Then woke up uh, Wednesday and drove another four hours from Des Moines to Sioux Falls. Okay. And then, uh, you know, checked in, dipped out, did the uh, got to the venue, and we just started putting stuff together. It was in a venue called the Icon at Sioux Falls. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they had set the whole thing up. They had their own projector and um screen there much right. bigger than mine much sharper than mine which was great because it was a bigger room and uh it worked out great i had mine anyway but we didn't use it okay. and uh that was the first night we did it man and uh it was cool small turnouts but the energy is dope yeah the impact is dope yeah it's something that you you really have to be there to kind of get right and to go it's something that i didn't quite understand at first i'm like yo this is way different than a rap show that's very it has to be very different yeah because you have you have a group of people whether it's 10 people 20 people whatever all on one accord yeah you know what i'm saying like a rap show everybody you know somebody's at the bar somebody outside smoking somebody you know i mean somebody's there who don't want to be there right somebody there who who could give a fuck ain't there for you <laughs> right you there because they boy yeah or they you know they boyfriend or girlfriend or they homeboy yep. dragged them there and they just wanted to go out and have a couple drinks yeah that element doesn't exist yeah. with this everybody's on one accord everybody's there to watch a fucking right movie. and that's what that's the thing that makes it just like so different mm-hmm. and not only are they there on one accord that when it starts you're really on one accord right like everyone is watching the same thing at the same time taking in the same experience right and that's it's not you can't get that with like a recorded album right like the, the cinema experience is just so separate than the, the recorded music industry experience right where people are listening on different systems and different places on different you know environments now it's like no we're mm-hmm. all in this motherfucker at the same time. I'm pressing play. We all watching at the same time. If you get up, you're going to miss something. We're not bringing it back. Right. This right. is what it is. Yeah. yeah. It's right now. You can't take the dra- joint back. <laughs> no. You can't bring it back. No bringing it back. No encores. <laughs> you know? Right. right. And uh, it's dope, man. I, I mean, overall, I have to say it's just super, super dope, man, to, to, to go out and do something that I have never done before mm-hmm. and that I'm kind of figuring out on my own mm-hmm. how to do it you know so in, in fargo they didn't have a screen or projector so i used my screen and projector you know we set up on a stage set the projector up right in front of it and they had tables where the pit is on the uh venue because it was a music venue okay. the aquarium okay um you played there yeah. uh, last time mm-hmm. and um 
so it was dope it's just like small crowd really intimate thing then it, i did the q a there and uh it was really dope q a mm-hmm. and uh everybody was it was with it man and that was dope and uh, as i mentioned uh, before like by the time i was done i did i loaded in screened the movie packed up was in my bed in my van at like 9 30 and i was at the hotel at like 9 40 that's the earliest night in the history of anything creative I've ever done. Oh yeah, because usually like that's what time doors open. You know, <laughs> yeah, <what I> mean? <laughs> exactly. That's like the music is just starting. Yeah. At, you know, at nine thirty. You know, what I mean, crazy. Like the first act might be going on. Maybe, maybe if you're lucky. Yeah, if you yeah. if you're running this show right. Yeah, the first yeah. act might be on. Yeah, man. So it was it was dope, man. So you know that was Fargo, and then Minneapolis was like the and I wrote about it on my blog. Like Minneapolis was basically like seeing everything at its fullest right like this is how it works when everything is hitting you know what i mean at the same time when when you know when when people are here when the q a is dope when everything is ran and when you got a a theater right you know not a not a music venue so you know it's set up for that exactly right and it looks crispy and you're like oh shit that's my fucking movie out there dog <laughs> you know it was dope it was, sounds good yeah it was like it was that cinematic experience yeah. in minneapolis like totally controlled cinematic experience that you can only get in a theater you know the seats are theater seats you know i mean it's like yeah this is the way it was supposed to be watched and um i'm just energized man i'm energized i went out there you know i didn't i I probably i think i might have broken even you know okay (laughs) financially yeah it definitely is closer to the l than it is to like the plus sign it's like (laughs) It's within like a hundred dollars, you know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah. So not mad at that. Yeah. So if I lost a hundred dollars doing it, then it's whatever. If I, I mean, made a hundred, it's cool. The, it's the investment of the whole experience. I mean, right. it's, your, it's your first fucking film. The fact, the fact that you that close, right, to breaking even on your first film, and you traveled across the fucking country is a fucking win. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Losing a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's a win, dog. Yeah, that's how I feel. And yeah. but and I want to mention that because some people might be listening and thinking that it's this big money making right, right, thing, or right. they might think that we're so successful that we don't take losses. Right. Like we all take losses, and I want people to know, like this is uh, you guys are like listening and watching this being built right in front of you. Yeah. Like you're watching something that most people won't even talk about, and we're just straight up building it figuring it out as we go yeah you know when you're a part of it, it's a collective experience and we take losses and we invest in ourselves too with the hopes that some point down the line it'll pay off yeah because it's different because like in those same cities you do a hip-hop show you got 150 200 oh yeah, yeah at least yeah, yeah. coming out yeah i mean my last minneapolis show was off the hook yeah, yeah exactly so yeah. it's like so it's a whole different thing completely different yeah completely di- and that's the thing that that i have to always remind myself of this is like starting over this is different this is a different lane mm-hmm. different genre and even though you are bringing a sub a, a subset of your fans it's just that it's a subset right it's not all your fans right just because someone listens to an album doesn't mean they want to see a movie right exactly it's two different things yep. you know and uh but overall i consider it a win i consider it a win just like you're saying to not lose money mm-hmm. which i knew at the beginning i was like it's gonna be tight yeah it's gonna be tight it, i might lose some but you know there were certain things i did where i was like you know what if i'm not gonna make that much money Instead of getting the fifty dollar hotel, I'm getting the seventy five dollar right, hotel. Right, right. I'm gonna go in. Yeah, I'm gonna be plush. I mean, mean seventy five. Be comfortable. Yeah, just I don't. Yeah, I don't want to be in the hood. You know right, what I mean? Like, right. uh, spend an extra twenty five on that. So maybe if I stayed a little in the hood, right? You know, some fucked up shit, more right. suspect hotels. I probably would have broken even or, or made money. Yeah. yeah, but it would only been like a hundred dollars. Right, right. So right. to be comfortable was was a priority because I was like, well, fuck it, I ain't making really no money. But when we go out on tours, I sleep in the most fucked up places. Oh, we all did. We always do. Cause I'm like, fuck that. I'm keeping all the money I made. Yeah. Oh this, hell yeah. This one I'm like, it doesn't even matter. So why don't I just be <laughs> right. comfortable? Right. You know, but it was dope, man. It was a victory, I, I think. You know. Right. Good so, shit. so that was it for me, man. Word. You know, so super that's the update. That's fans, the update. Word. You know. And uh yeah, we've been talking for a minute. We shit. have. Okay, we we gotta start this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do. I mean, I, I knew it was going long, but shit. Fuck. I didn't know it's it was the, going that the, long. You know what I'm saying? It's the update. Yeah, you know it's the I mean? update. It's the update. So yeah, you know, we got more screenings and whatnot. It's gonna be announced uh, you know, this week. But uh this topic. This week. Yes, we got a fly topic. This topic actually was suggested by a cat on Twitter at the last minute. He got it in and it was uh, he asked me about teams and he goes by flawed logic. So shout out to flawed underscore logic uh, who follows us on Twitter. Uh, this topic actually uh, was inspired by what you had suggested just in terms of um, team building. And it seems like you wanted to talk about like 
uh, how to build a team and, and, and how to do it the right way. So what I thought about, because, you know, we're not perfect. We make mm -hmm. our mistakes. What we thought would be the dopest way to approach this topic is to talk about the biggest mistakes in building a team. Right. Because a lot of times, you know, it's easier to know not what to do. You don't have all the answers. Right. But if you stay away from these things. Right. You might you might be OK. Yeah. Yeah. You could do a little south south. <laughs> right. You know, so this week we're talking about the biggest mistakes in team building for everyone out there who may have just like one person or you, you see people who are talented around you. Mm -hmm. You're wondering how to bring them people together. This episode, we're going to tell you what not to do. Word. We'll be right back. We got you stuck off the realness, the most infamous, you heard of us, official podcast murderers, the show comes equipped with few points to share, grown man ideas for all those who care and want to grow, so go ahead and download, every single week with a brand new episode, you're not alone in this world cousin, so we share information and honest discussion, and keep repping the culture, like we supposed to, they spread gossip but they never come closer, I can hear it inside their tone, they talk about the industry but never left their home you get laced up with bullet points and such plus empowering topics that they never would touch you can put your whole network against the team but super duty tough works the mvp most valuable podcast on mp3 priceless info but all of it's free huh. so take these words home and think them through super duty tough work is coming at you now listening to Super Duty Tough Work with your host, Blueprint, raw and uncut, adult conversations, no shucking, no jiving, and no bullshit. Word. Y'all know, you know what it is, mm. the most infamous, back back in the building like i was never out of town right like Even I, when we outside we in the building mm. <laughs> we in buildings in other places still in the building word in different geogra geographical locations hey that's what it is various buildings <laughs> <laughs> we in various buildings on y'all <laughs> different assortment of buildings our building assortment is vast total. We in a cornucopia of buildings, y'all. A plethora. A we plethora of buildings. A wide range and sizes and different shapes of buildings. <laughs> different capacities, y'all. We in all of them. We are all the buildings. <laughs> all the buildings. All the structures. <laughs> we in the structures, y'all. Oh man! <laughs> yeah, man. Okay, Word. okay. Team building, team building. Word. Yeah, this was this feels like a vacation episode or some shit. Yeah, that's funny as hell. Okay, all right. All right. Okay, number one. So what not to do? Biggest mistakes. Biggest mistakes of team building, man. This is for everybody out there, man. I know y'all gonna feel this one. If y'all don't feel this one, man, I don't know what's wrong with y'all. Nah, I'm y'all not wrong with us. <laughs> so number one mistake that people make when they're trying to build a team is not separating business and creative tasks yes this one hits close to home because i'm a creative person mm -hmm. who's also astute at business yes but my entire career i have never desired to do both right it has just worked out that way yeah for various points i wasn't the guy uh doing business stuff yeah initially there was a team in place yeah we had a team had a squad you know and and we had people and that was my desire to have someone who handled uh, business stuff who wasn't involved in the creative stuff as much because that would free up the creative people like me to just create 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 and then you have the business people whose job it is to to monetize promote market that creativity which frees everybody up and allows the business to run optimally yes unfortunately <laughs> as we covered a few weeks ago <laughs> it doesn't always go down like that right some people uh who are in business positions secretly want to be the creative guy mm -hmm. and some guys who are the creative guy want to be the business guy right but the optimal situation is that you don't even blend these two things if you don't have to. Mm -hmm. But that takes trust. Yes. It takes a lot of trust, not only in someone's skill, 
but in their integrity, mm-hmm. which we touched on a few weeks ago. <laughs> this is true. You got to have someone that not only you trust to be good enough to do the job, but to have the character to handle the business side without hurting or harming anybody involved with it. Yes. And that's where we fucked up at. Yeah. But at the same time, hey, fuck it. It yeah, happened. It happened. And we still here shining and winning and shit. Know so, I'm saying? You know what I mean? <laughs> it can't stop the glow. You know what I mean? It can't stop the glow. You know? So it's, it's it, it happens. But what's important is that if you are building a team, ask yourself what you enjoy doing first. Right. Take a personal inventory. A lot of people, just because you make beats or just because you, uh, you know, write rhymes or just because you are the engineer, you may be in a crew that may actually be better served by you handling the business stuff. Right. Exactly. And, and, and many artists, I mean, yes, talent is always a factor, right? And why mm-hmm. people are successful or not. Right. But let's not forget that not having the right team around you is almost as damaging as being whack. Oh, yeah. Maybe more. It's worse. Because a whack motherfucker can be successful with a good team. Yes. And we see it every day. <laughs> right. But a dope motherfucker with a shitty team ain't going nowhere. And we see that as well. <laughs> We've been around long enough to see both. Definitely. Definitely it goes down like that. You know, but it is it is true. And a lot of times it's better for people to get involved with people if you're building a team that you already know their focus is some business shit. Yes. They don't even have they don't even have interest in being an artist. Yes. You know what I mean? Like their their goal is to be you know, involved in business in some shape or fashion. And if y'all are friends or y'all, you know, are family or whatever, they probably do want to see you succeed. And if they can take part in that and use their expertise, then, you know, they most likely will do that. Totally. So keep your eye out. It behooves you to keep your eye out of the people who it could be someone who you've like you're saying, they've been your friend for a long time or they're your family member. There's someone who, you know, has an interest in business, whether that business is selling food, clothing, or your music right. slash art, whatever. Those are the people who are actually going to be the biggest assets right. uh, when it comes time to doing this. And also, hopefully they can be impartial enough mm-hmm. to be honest with you and, and you don't have that tug of war going on there for power. Right Now, whatever the nature of the relationship is, uh, if you're trying to build a team, it's gotta be open. The creative people have to know what's going on with the business Mm -hmm. so that they don't start stepping on their toes. And the business people need to know what's going on with the creative side so they don't step on their toes. You know, like manage that situation, because sometimes like, say, for example, if you're a business guy and and a creative guy told you, yeah, you're going to get this record from me on November 7th. We're going to release it on Christmas. Mm hmm comes november 8th 9th 10th you ain't got that record yeah but you made plans come on now it's been announced <laughs> yeah you made plans money's being spent right and and you don't have that product that's gonna create conflict yes make sure you have the ability to communicate about that and that no one is stepping on each other's toes and, and, and it all starts with trust but yeah try to keep those things separate and as soon as you can find someone you trust to put in place to do the business who who's who's got that passion do it word that's number one. Numero uno. So number two, biggest mistake of building a team is, this is a real one. <laughs> and this is one I've made a mistake of before. So mm-hmm. I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I feel this one from the heart, <laughs> from the bottom of my black heart. I feel this one. Not choosing people that are already doing something. Yes. This is counterintuitive to what people think when they're starting out. Mm-hmm. When I first started out, I thought, okay, this is what I know. This is what I need someone to do. Let me teach them. Nah. I'm going to teach these people who are not necessarily uh, extroverts how to promote shows. Yeah. I'm going to show them how to get the flyers made, how to deal with the venues. I'm going to show them how to go out and how to select which places, just how to just blow this shit up the marketing side, street promo. I did that. Mm-hmm. But what I found years later was that if it's not really a person's interest, and you teach them to do it, they're going to do it as long as you're involved. Right. But it's not, they don't really have a passion that's bigger than you. Yeah. And it goes, and it kind of goes against the first rule, the first, you know, the first mistake. Yes. Yeah. Keep it separate. Right. So, like later on, I learned that, well, why didn't I just pick people who were already good at that? Right. Why didn't I just see someone who was doing something and being like, oh, well, shit, 
this person already is a great promoter, right. manager, or publicist. at least someone that's interested in it. Well, even if they're, you know, even yeah. if they're not doing it, they've shown interest. Right, in it. right. They hit you up, taking like, the yo. first step. Yeah, they've taken yes. a step into that direction. Like, yo, you know, I don't, I wouldn't mind being part of your street team. Right, you know what I'm saying right. shit like that. That's what I'm saying. As opposed to like, hey, we need somebody to do this. You want to do it? Right, sure, dog. <laughs> Right. Having no passion, but only doing it because that's your people. Right, right, and right. that leads to problems. It led to a lot of problems, and I think like um, what I learned later on was to always keep my eye open for people who are just doing things. Mm-hmm. Now I notice people who are just good at social media. Right. Uh, I might work with them at some point or not. Mm-hmm. I notice people who are good at management, people who are good at uh, project management, people who are good at show promotion, right. people who are good at whatever anything that I may need tour managing. Now I look at it differently as opposed to my team doesn't necessarily need to be a bunch of people that I teach from the ground up. Right. Because that's ultimately going to hit ahead if they don't have a true passion for that. And they're going to leave and I have to train more people and then they'll never whereas the person who's already has an interest in it is already invested in it. Right. That you're just like another person who can help them facilitate what they already love to do. Mm-hmm. That's what I learned after you know all of this shit. It's like yo Find people who already love that shit. Mm-hmm. Then you don't got to convince nobody to pass out a flyer who don't feel like it. Right. You find a motherfucker who does it full time. Yeah. That's the difference between what we were doing in the past. It was now like the last couple of years. If I need to promote her, me and like Grant, you know, right. uh, from everybody, like we and him work together like that now. Mm-hmm. Instead of me teaching people, I hire him at a percentage to do whatever the fuck it is that needs done. Right. And because he's going to do that with or without me. Yeah, he does it anyway. That's what he does for a living. <laughs> right, that's what he right. does. Right, so he brings so much more passion and consistency to it. Mm-hmm. And even accountability by his own standards. Right. I don't have to tell him, hey, yo, blah, 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 blah. He's like, oh, no, I'm already on it. Right. I've seen this, X, Y, Z, what do you want to do, X, Y, boom, he's on it. And that's something big. So that is, don't choose people who ain't even interested or already doing what you need them to do. And also, you can hit the ground running. You don't have to take time out to teach and train somebody in something if they're already knowledgeable in that subject or they at least want to learn or have been learning on their own. You can hit the ground running and, and don't have to pause and stop your momentum in order to train somebody or teach somebody. That is a fucking fact. <laughs> it is. It is. It's yeah. dead ass fucking fact. It's just bars right there. You can't even. <laughs> momentum is so so important. Oh, it's so important. And like I think of all the things from like teaching Jermaine how to run the label to mm-hmm. teaching him how to tour manage right. to teaching Juan and all the other guys how to promote events and how we were doing all, like all these things we were teaching. But where are those people now? Are any of them doing anything related to that? No. No. Yeah. Whereas whereas like this entire time. Grant was doing it back then. Right. And Grant's he's still doing, doing it right it. now. Yeah. And ten, he's better at it now. Yes, he's better now than he was then. <laughs> right. So 10 years later, the guy who had a sincere interest is now the guy who I'm working with. Right. And all the people I trained are gone. Right. You know? So so learn from me. <laughs> Don't do it my way, folks. <laughs> learn from Frank. I fucked up on that one. Word. So yeah, uh, we'll do number three. Number three. I'll let you read this one because this is a real one. All right. Ruling by committee or democracy with no real leader or person with a final say. Okay, what's that mistake again? So tell, the, tell the people in the back. Ruling by committee yeah. where everybody get a say. You know, we everybody put they put they put their hand in the hat. Yeah. Or democracy with no real leader that has a final say. Man, I could write a book about this one. Hey, man, this is real. This is the somebody got to put their foot down and say this is what we doing. Yeah. Like, it's OK. It's OK to have for cats to have opinions. Yeah. Because, I mean, I think some of the best things that people come up with is by committee. But there has to be someone with the final say. Yes. Because everybody got ideas. It's the truth. Everybody idea people, you it's know, the when truth. you're creatives. It's this, it's this, to me, it's it's this false belief that like everybody is equal at everything. Hell no, they not. Like, no, everybody's not equal. Nah. Fuck all this equality shit. The, the job is to, to get shit done. Yes. When you're dealing with multiple people, you're dealing with multiple people with different levels of experience, mm-hmm. different levels of commitment, mm-hmm. different levels of creativity. Some people you're dealing with in a team situation aren't even creative people at all. Right. Some people may have a specialty in marketing. Some people may not may have one in business or finance. You mean to tell me that the marketing guy or the business guy 
is going to have the same uh, opinion. His shit weigh the same as the creative guy who no. creates the art. Yeah, on 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 album order. You know, come on, <laughs> telling you, yeah, to order the songs from this order, dog. You know what I'm saying? I'm an accountant, and I said so. <laughs> Nah, bro. You mean to tell me that the creative guy who creates the album should know should should have final say over the financial guy right, who's the balancing budget. the books <laughs> on what's expensive and what's not? Right, right, right. You know, it's two different things. You cannot, as much as it sounds fucked up for me to say this, you cannot have a team that's truly democratic. Hell no. It will not work ever. It'll never work. Never work. You're always gonna have somebody who's tripping on something power power wise and trying to like. Uh, exact influence just so they can feel important Mm -hmm. and not do what's best and then you got and you you neutralize your strongest people Mm -hmm. your strongest people should be put in positions to where they can really lead right at whatever their specialty is let them make the first and last call yeah they make the this is what i think we should do any objections right if so why yeah let me know what you think if if no one has a credible objection then that person if it's their strength should be allowed to move forward yes by not allowing them to move forward you're actually showing that you don't trust them anyway Mm -hmm. so why are they on your team if you don't trust them at their expertise to lead you through these situations then what the fuck is the purpose of having them yeah so my thoughts is like yo surround yourself with a team full of talented people yeah period at different shit. Right. I was watching an interview yesterday with um uh what's his name? Um um gosh, pulp fiction guy, Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino. Okay. And he was talking about how um when he first started directing, he viewed direction as this magical thing where you just it was impossible to get your vision across visually. And, and and story right so he uh-huh. said he was working on a film in some minor role with a director who was way more experienced he said he was like yo I can't wait to get to this guy talk to him one on one so he talked to this guy and he's like hey you know what I've been waiting to ask you this forever but I just want to understand how do you get he said you are a director with a strong vision mm-hmm. no matter what happens your vision is always executed in your films there are some people whose vision doesn't even come across he said but you're a guy who always gets yours executed he said how what's your secret how are you doing this and dude said, well, Quentin, the thing you got to understand is that being a director is not about being the best cameraman. Right. It's not about being the best actor. Mm-hmm. It's not about being the best lighting guy. It's about finding those guys. Thank you. <laughs> it's about finding people who mm-hmm. are the best at what they do, who understand your vision right. and can execute it. Yeah. So your job is really to be an expert at articulating your vision yeah. to people who are more skilled than you who can execute it. I mean, it's you're a director. You direct. You direct people to do what they're supposed to do. That's what a director yeah. does. And at its and at its at its core, that's what a business is, right? Exactly. You, we may say we create this business. Uh, it's a team, right? Mm-hmm. But there's always one or two people who really started it. The core oh, yeah. group, oh, yeah. and that core group is going to be responsible for all the major decisions mm-hmm. bringing in the talent who can actually execute their vision right. and that's what tarantino was talking about like yeah i'm the director but now he was like yo he said once dude said that to me it demystified the whole thing it was like oh shit that's it yeah yeah <laughs> like, i've been waiting this long i've been looking for the magic potion <laughs> there is no magic potion man there is no spoon quentin <laughs> You don't have to learn how to bend the spoon. There is no spoon. There is no spoon, man. And it's a, it, it's something that we got to think about with team building. Your job as a team person is not to do everything. It's to be able to speak just enough about each aspect mm-hmm. to where you can find qualified people to execute it. Yeah. Once you can find qualified people to execute it, then you can run it how you fucking run and run it. It's yeah. not going to be a democracy because the buck stops at you. Right. And your vision determines how things get executed. Yeah. I mean, a great example of that for me was, you know, me mixing the Capture the Sun record. And, you know, getting and starting mixing my own records and stuff. Now, it's like, that's not something that I want to do. So, but I know the language. Yes. So I know somebody that knows how to mix and I can tell them like, yo, I need this turned down a couple decibels. Yes. I need, you know, I can speak the language to help them, you know, see the vision that I see. Yeah. Make my vocals pop, man. Yeah. Make my vocals. Turn my vocals up. <laughs> yeah. That bass, that bass need to, need to hit a little shit harder. Bump. Make that shit bump. Make it sound more crunchy, man. Why my snare not knocking? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Once you speak a language, you can fucking freak it. Yeah. So yeah, that was number three. Numero trace. I will take a break. Word. Over the last several months, as the podcast has been growing, P 
people have been asking how they can support the Super Duty Tough Work podcast. Well, here's three simple ways to support the podcast. Number one, spread the word. This is the easiest and most effective way to support the podcast. In fact, it's free and doesn't cost you a thing. So there's no reason not to do it. If you're listening to us and like what we do, please take a couple of seconds and share the podcast on your social media pages. So whether you have Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, it's highly likely that you've got some friends who share similar interests and tastes and would dig the podcast too. That helps bring more listeners to the podcast and it helps us grow. The second way you can help support Super Duty Tough Work is to comment and rate. Now, if you're on iTunes or you have an iTunes account, give your boys that five-star rating. We need that. The more five-star ratings and comments we have, the higher our show ranks and the easier it becomes for people to find it. If you're on SoundCloud, there's a heart icon next to each episode on the left side. That's the like button. Hit that like button while you're listening. Also, add a comment while you're listening and join the discussion. All feedback is welcome. The third way you can support the Super Duty Tough Work podcast, the most valuable podcast on planet Earth, is to support our music. As you know, Elogic and I are artists. We both put out albums. Elogic makes albums. Buy his albums. I make albums and books. Anytime you support our music, you are supporting the making of the show. You can find my music, books, and t-shirts at weightless.net. That's the word, weightless.net. Go there, pick up something, and know that what you spent your money on is an investment back into creative projects like Super Duty Tough Work. In fact, I have a sale going on right now where you can get all three of my books for just $25. I'll even sign the books for you if you request it in your order form. So there you have it. That's three separate ways you can support the podcast. The first two cost you nothing. We thank you for your support already. Back to the show. Word. Yeah, we doing it. Word. Things are getting done. Yes. Episodes. Mad mistakes. Yes. Mad mistakes. <laughs> this shit is very therapeutic for me to, to admit all these mistakes I've made. <laughs> uh, cathartic. <laughs> so people think that I, like success is like this straight line linear shit. Like, well, for now you get there, you did everything right. <laughs> Not nah, really. Nah, bro. <laughs> A lot of bumps. <laughs> mad mistakes. Mad, mad mistakes. <laughs> all over the place, man. Mad bruises. Yeah, man. So I uh, hope y'all are learning something from this. And, uh, you know, we on number four. Number four. Mm, number four biggest mistake of team building adding too many people at once yes i'm gonna say it again adding <laughs> too many people at once can't vet all them people simultaneously you, <laughs> you can't you can't look it feels good to have a big posse right this is how rap crews work right oh, yeah if you can rap you in the crew right you don't know the motherfuckers that well but if nah. they can spit you you'll take a chance on them you know you'll do some music with them but a lot of people when they trying to form the teams it's the same way it's like you you end up with a bunch of people who see your idea mm-hmm. are gravitating towards it they're attracted to it and they just want to be involved right and so all of a sudden everybody's on the squad <laughs> right everybody's with the team everybody's helping everybody's doing this next thing you know you got people who you don't even know exactly what they do <laughs> they just there if they're doing anything right they just there are they contributing space. you're taking up space putting a two cents in the in a, you know it's like yo man who is this guy <laughs> Who is this dude? Who invited him to this right. meeting? Yo, but I, I've been on the team for like a month. <laughs> Yo, hold on, man. Let me finish this meeting, man. Let me be quiet, man. Let right. me finish this. I don't know who this guy is. Right. You know, and it's it, it's it happens to a lot of people, man. The worst thing you can do uh, um, when you want a stable situation is to invite people who are all different mm-hmm. at the same time yes. before you learn what each one piece is good for you know 
not to say that that bringing a bunch of people together isn't going to yield a couple good people. Right. It will yield something. You'll right. find out who's who one way or the other. But the truth is that like adding a bunch of people at the same time is a recipe for a disaster. Yeah, it's horrible. Because you just, yo, we about to do something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Nobody right. knows what we're doing. Nah. We just it's just like 12 of us in a room. <laughs> And it's like, yo, everybody march forward. For what? For what? For what? Uh, man, you see it on tour a lot when guys oh, just yeah. bring the posse just out. Just bring dudes. Dudes have no job. Like, nah. you, you you, got 12 guys in the van. Two of them are performers. You have no one to drive. Right. You have no one to sell Cats merch. don't have licenses. No, no licenses. <laughs> they don't have any connects. They can't book shows or generate right. money in any way, shape, or form. They don't know nobody in another city where they, they can sleep. No, they drink all the beer. <laughs> they chase away all the girls. Right. And they don't even respect the fans that come out because they didn't build that shit. Right. This it, is so true, dog. <laughs> We've seen it all the time. All the time. And it's got to stop. But it happens when guys get good at something really fast and you just attract all these people with that energy yeah. on one hand it's a great compliment to attract people to your vision right but on the other hand it's like dog don't do that yeah take your time find one piece mm-hmm. at a time as we mentioned in the previous one find a piece make sure that that piece works with you right with the original members of the crew and if that piece works then and only then should you bring in another piece yeah something you can build on Come you got to be able to build with the pieces that you put together. Straight the fuck up. Because everything is not going. You're going to have problems, even oh, yeah. at your best. Right. You're going to have some people that don't get along. Mm-hmm. Some people who like, you know, they have differing philosophies. Some people who are just like great workers, but shitty socially. Right. Some guys who are socially <laughs> off great, but then they're shitty workers. They, right, they don't right. even work that hard. Right. But they bring the social aspect to the forefront. Like, yo, I know such and such and such and such and such and such. We can get that. All right. Handle it. You know, right. but their work ethic sucks. Right. They're unreliable. They show up every blue. <laughs> This is going to happen. Right, right. But adding, imagine adding a, a room full of those people at the same time to your vision. It's going to be a nightmare. All bad. So that's number four. And it brings us to the next point. Which, yes, we just kind of touched on. <laughs> which, not having a shared vision. Say that again, number five. Not having a shared vision. If you bring a whole bunch of people together that got their own idea how shit's supposed to go. <laughs> It's a wrap, dog. It's, it's a wrap. It's not going to work out for you, dog. That thing over. It's over. <laughs> it's not going to go nowhere. No, no, no. You got problems, man. Yeah, because if you have all these people that have, you know, their different philosophies and everything, but everybody has their eye on the prize, then it can work because, yep. you know, everybody has their own strengths and yes. their own weaknesses. Yep. And I could tell you, this is a great example of that, right? So, like, look at, like, when we tour. When we tour and when I tour, and I remember when I went on the, um, the uh, what was it, the... Uh, Respect the Architect Tour. And it was mm-hmm. me, Rare Groove, and Count Base D. I talked to Count Base D about going, but one of the first conversations I had with him was about the touring philosophy, the right. touring vision. Because to me, the easiest way to get in drama on tour is to have people who expect two different things out there in the middle of nowhere together. Yes. So that one guy's like, this is cool. The other guy's like, this is awful. Right. Like you want to know, you want to talk about that before you leave. And I have these, every tour, I, I say me and Groove have a conversation where I say, Groove, you know, uh, you want to go home with money or you want to stay in nice rooms? <laughs> You want to be comfortable. That's a real conversation, though. Or you want to make money. Yes. And Groove is like, I want to go home with money. Right. Fuck comfort. Right. I know he's gonna, how he's going to answer it. Right. I ask him all the time just to make sure we still got the same vision. <laughs> right, right. You know, so when I when, we, when I start talking to Count Base D about touring, the same conversation was like, look, Count, it's going to be a lot of nights. We only get one room. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Are you cool with crashing? You know, if we on the floor or on blah, 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 when we get two, you know, you'll have a bed, but this might not be every night, you know, because on off nights, blah, 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 blah. And he was like, yo, I'm ready to do this. <laughs> Let's roll. Let's roll. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. I'm right. not sleeping outside. Cool. Let's right. go. Right. Let's get this fucking shit print. So, I'm, so that's like having a shared vision. Mm-hmm. Now, imagine the people in the times, the times that we've ever had conflict on the road, it was because people didn't have that talk. Yes. Illogic <laughs> is guilty of not having his talk with a certain DJ. I am guilty. Who this had a bad experience on tour with us once mm-hmm. and uh, really still to this day is mad at me, even though I don't think I did anything wrong. Right. Um, because of the shared vision wasn't wasn't 
articulated to him yeah and he wasn't see what you have to do is you have to tell people what the vision is before they are signed on yes and you got to give them a chance to say no thank you right like look this was gonna be some nice dog are you cool with x y and z right before you say you because if they say oh in that case oh i know it's like that yeah i ain't rolling right right yeah give them an out because the people if they don't if they take that out, then you save yourself some drama. Right. But if you don't have that conversation and they roll with you mm-hmm. and then they feel like well, they're not liking something, then they're going to blame you and resent you forever. Yeah. See, the, the issue back then was that that's how we always did it. Yes. So I just figured that that's how everybody did it. <laughs> yeah. And that's what everybody. So I didn't feel like I had to. But now. Yeah. When I go on tour with people. Now you tell them. Because <laughs> like, you, yo, this is how it is. Yes. This is how it goes down. Yeah. We're going to be sleeping at my dude's crib. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, I got a couple houses lined up. You yeah. know what I'm saying? We may not get a room every night. Yeah. We might be staying on couches, floors, whatever. We might sleep in his van sometimes. Yeah. Are you down? Yeah. Are you down for that? Straight it's up. Sold and let's roll. Yeah. Because you got to have that talk. Yeah. The talk. That's the tour talk. Yes. Because, yeah, man. I mean, even before I went out with uh, with Atmosphere, Sean told us what it was. Like, yo, man, some nights we got guarantees. Sometimes we don't. It's going to be some nights we might lose money. Yeah. But are you down? <laughs> you trying yeah. to put in this work? I right. said, hell yeah. yeah. I'm not trying to go back to this fucking job, bro. <laughs> Let's do this. I'd rather roll my dice on you than on them. Right. You know? And uh, we just hope this shit turns out right you know and you got to believe in that shit and put in that work but it all starts with a shared vision this is true and, and not having a shared vision and, and and not articulating your shared vision is a recipe for disaster when you're trying to build a team yes so that's number five yeah take a break Where? to all the fans of super duty tough work across the country if you've been listening to the podcast lately then you know that I'm in the process of releasing my first film titled King No Crown that I directed, edited, and scored. In an attempt to bring this film to as many places as possible, we've set up a bunch of screenings in different cities across the United States. While this list isn't complete yet, I do have a number of screenings that are confirmed and I would like to see you at. Here is the list. On Wednesday, August 16th, we'll be premiering the movie in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, at the Icon Lounge. On Thursday, August 17th, we'll be premiering the movie in Fargo, North Dakota at the Aquarium. On Friday, August 18th, we'll be premiering the movie in Minneapolis, Minnesota at the Parkway Theater. On Thursday, September 21st, we'll be holding a screening in Dayton, Ohio at the Neon Theater. On Saturday, September 23rd, we'll be holding a screening in Buffalo, New York at Faux Real. On Friday, October 13th, we'll be doing a screening in Orlando, Florida at Cole. And on Sunday, October 15th, we'll be doing one in Pinellas Park, Florida, right outside of St. Petersburg at the Terra Nova Club. I will be in attendance at all these screenings and I will be doing a Q&A session afterwards. So I hope to see you in attendance. That's all for now. Back to the show. Uh, so yeah, I the most infamous they know. They know what it is. They know. They know what it is. It's them boys. Yep, so, yep. yeah, we're talking about the biggest mistakes of building a team. Yes, sir. Man, lots of memories on this one. <laughs> <laughs> lots of lots. To say the least. Yeah, man. So, we are down to the last two joints. Number six. Number six, number seven. So, this is number six biggest mistake in building a team. And we kind of touched on this, but this is a little more specific. And number six is not having clear expectations of all members. Yes. See, when you're building a team, oh, man. you got to also think about the brand. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the brand, you got to know how you need that shit represented and presented to the public. Yes. And this is just one aspect I'm going to touch on real quick, but that's the, let's say the visual aspect. Let's say, for example, you have a brand that's classy, that's adult. And let's say your other teammates, they, they think that the brand should be street, mm-hmm. rugged, yeah. Let's say you have a you have a, 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 a interaction style with your customers that's personal. You know what I'm saying? And let's say they want to be corporate, distant. Mm-hmm. 
this is fucked up. Yes. They're very. fucking up the brand. And if you don't tell them what you expect of them, mm-hmm. it's really on you when that shit hits the fucking fan. And it definitely will. And and as far as it's like, this also extends into roles. Mm-hmm. What roles are you playing? If you give someone a role, you better have clear as day expectations what they are supposed to do and what they are not supposed to do. Yeah, you got saying this, you can't say shit about this. Yes. <laughs> right. This has nothing to do with you yes. over here. Stay out of that. Right. Fuck with that. Right. This is your lane. I'm 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 putting you in your lane. Right. Your job is to stay in it and be the best at it. Not to come over here and swerve into that man shit and to come over here and fuck with that. No, stay in your fucking lane. But that comes with expectations. But you can't have that if you're not having conversations with people. And communication right. seems to be the theme that's coming up in a yeah, lot of Yeah, gotta talk things. to people. Gotta talk to people. So so, so make sure that when you're talking to people about being on your team, that no matter what, if you say you're great at um, what you do, I'm looking for, let's say for example, a social media person mm-hmm. a person handle my social media you have to make it clear okay i need you to handle these profiles right uh, these are the this is the number of times per day i'm expecting you to post mm-hmm. i'm not only expecting you to post comments but to respond to fans mm-hmm. in my voice right. i'm not expecting you to respond to fans but i'm expecting you to actually create content right. for this profile or that profile i'm expecting you to automate some of this content so it happens well in advance not just fly by the seat of your pants every day tweeting and retweeting you right. know props right clear expectations will get you clear results yep. but if you just say i want you to be my social media manager you give them the passwords and you step off <laughs> you can't be mad <laughs> You can't be mad if you get one tweet a day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? One post a week. Come on. You <laughs> fucked well, I didn't know, dog. <laughs> I, didn't I didn't know. I didn't know what you wanted. <laughs> right. You know, I just thought this was cool. And then you mad at him. Right. Man, why this fool only tweet once? Right. All he do is retweet Hip Hop DX. Right. You know my album coming out next week. Right. Why don't I see a single post about my album? <laughs> What's wrong with this dude? He's a terrible social media manager. Yeah. Right. All because you didn't have clear expectations. Yeah. So have all clear expectations for all members of your team. Yeah. If not, cats don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. You know, and you got to have a team that's that understands the hierarchy of things. You know what I'm saying? And in this, you have to explain the expectations of that, too. This is how the team is run. Yes. You know, I am the leader. I get final say. Yes. If you can't deal with that, you got to step off. Make your own team. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so there has to be expectations of how yeah. the team is run as well Straight as everybody, you know, having their own lanes and all of that. But there has to be expectations of that, too. And that way, once everybody knows how the team is going to be run, then putting them in their lanes and in their roles won't be a problem. Straight the fuck up. Word. So that's number six. Numero six. You got the last joint. Yup. Number seven. <laughs> I'll let you do this one hiring your boys say it again say it again <laughs> hiring your boys for no reason except that they're your boys now it's cool to hire your boys if they can do some shit yes but don't just hire your boys just to get your boys a job speak on it you know what i'm saying speak like, on it and, and it's upsetting a lot of times when you see cats with teams where they don't they didn't vet the people that are on their team and know what they're good at you know what I'm saying? They don't know what they're good at. They have no freaking clue if this person even knows how to send an email, let alone. <laughs> but they in charge of, you know what I'm saying? They Yo, that's of, my project manager right there. Right. It's really the homie. He has no idea what Excel uh, Excel spreadsheet is. <laughs> Yo, you gotta see what Excel is. He's like, what? Yeah, I wear, Excel, I wear a double XL. <laughs> I wear a double XLT. Excel spreadsheet. No, I got, yeah, man, I need a, I need a two XL. You know what I'm saying? That's his response. <laughs> He's like, yo, man, can you make that Excel uh, spreadsheet? Yeah. You're like, nah, man, I got a, you got a two Excel. That's all we got left, dog. <laughs> no, it's it's a word processing. It's numbers. Yeah, man. It's not a shirt size. Yeah, do not just hire your boys for the sake of hiring your boys, man. It's true, man. You see it all the time. All the time. You're right, man. But you know, it the the thing that that, that points to is that how easy it is for us to hire people. 
by proximity right oh yeah right like it's so easy because they're there mm-hmm. you're like yo this is my dog he yeah. cares and he about, down yeah he, he down down for the call he got the heart too like yeah. he, he could do anything if he set his mind to it that's when that teaching shit comes into play yes. i can teach him I how to teach him i can teach him how to do it i could teach him excel <laughs> word <laughs> once he knows it's not a shirt size <laughs> you'll be, be good at the spreadsheet game <laughs> no no he's, he's he's gonna do it well enough for you right. to leave him the fuck alone about it and, and get whatever little task he's it's not his passion right you know maybe he should be like your security guy right something he's got a passion for is he getting a lot of fights right yeah does he beat ass yeah does, does he, he beat does yeah. he fuck people up does he have mad squabbles <laughs> <laughs> just, if he got mad squabbles and, and fights under his belt maybe he should be security right not right. just spreadsheet guy yeah you know but since he's your homie and you need that spreadsheet done you hire him and then you end up falling out with him yeah because you hired your homie man and this is kind of goes back to why i was saying it's it's easier to hire who's close but it's always better to hire someone who's already kind of doing it right so if you see somebody uh, whether it's your friend whether someone on facebook and they seem to have an aptitude for that just make a mental note mm-hmm. like yo when i get to that point where i need this person yeah. i'm gonna holler at them yeah. i see my homeboy over there he always printing shirts i don't need none yet yeah but when I when I get there, <laughs> yeah, that's who I'm. That's calling. my man. So yeah. I'm gonna holler at him. You know, everybody shows their aptitude at something at some point. Oh, yo, that's my man right there. Yo, man, he he's making adult video blogs. Let me see if I can holler at him about a music video when the time comes. Right. You see, this is how you spot people before you need them. Right. You, you start. You don't just wait until you 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 need that thing to start looking. Mm-hmm. No, you look all the time, which means acknowledging what people are good at all the time. Give them the pro- oh dope video. Oh shit, dope shirts. Oh shit, yo, yo, your social media game is mean. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. All these while you're seeing these people, you should be thinking, how much stronger would my team be if I had these people on it? Mm-hmm. And what would it take to get them to help me uh, achieve my goal, my yeah. dream, execute my vision? And uh, if you can do that, you can put together a hell of a squad. Hell yeah. You know, so uh, that's it. Seven joints. Seven joints. I'll read them back. All right. The biggest mistakes of building a team. Mistake number one, not separating business and creative people or tasks. Mistake number two. Not choosing people that are already doing that thing. <laughs> Shit. Number three, ruling by committee yeah. or democracy. You get a say. You get a say. <laughs> we're all equal. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> Number four, adding too many people at once. Mm-hmm. Number five, having a shared, not having a shared vision. Uh, that one kills you. Number six not having clear expectations of all members yes and number seven hiring your boys not the best fit not at all those are the seven biggest mistakes of building a team yes sir that we have lived we lived through all those <laughs> yes we yes. live to talk about it yeah we ain't we ain't hitting you with nothing that we don't we ain't learn <laughs> straight up we live to podcast about it and so uh that's it for this week See y'all next week. All right. Peace. Thank you for listening to Super Duty Tough Work. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Follow the podcast on SoundCloud. that nobody know about. I mean, super duty tough work, huh? <laughs>